Today, we will be doing some post-circus, I'm sorry, I meant post-debate analysis, my fault, and uh, the latest in the Biden impeachment inquiry and more. And it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. And yesterday, seven GOP candidates took the stage at the Reagan Library for the second presidential primary debate. This was, of course, Chris Christie, Nikki Haley, Mike Pence, Tim Scott, Vivek Ramaswamy, Ron DeSantis, and yes, even Doug Burgum was there. We watched, so you didn't have to. And let me just say, this one was really painful for like a myriad of different reasons. And I'd like to introduce who I have here to help me go through the highlights and more appropriately, the lowlights. That is Yaku Buyans, a Blaze TV contributor and host of The Bottom Line. We have with us for the very first time, we'd like to welcome Carl Benjamin. He is director of LotusEaters.com, along with Logan Hall, who is, of course, the Blaze Media digital strategist. Um, I want to get into this. I want you, though, first, Carl, to tell everybody, what is LotusEaters.com? Uh, we are a conservative philosophical website, which sounds quite esoteric, but really what the plan is, is to try and help conservatives understand why they're losing to the left all day, that. every day, because I'm tired of it. Yeah. I used to be left-wing, and I hated it, and yeah. I've realized that the left is actually just evil and destructive, mm -hmm. and so I started researching into conservative philosophy about five, six years ago. And it became apparent that conservatives are not transmitting their own message very well. Mm -hmm. So hopefully what we're going to produce from Lotuseeds.com are a series of kind of um, mimetic weapons this, in a sort of similar vein to the way that the left attacks us. Uh, we need to have our angles of attack on them because obviously so far nothing's really landed. Yeah. It's, it's something that we really need to work on. I love that. And I'm, what a great day for you to be here uh, to talk about, you know, GOP messaging and... Um, <clears throat> Maybe some issues with that. Um, so I want to first kind of give an overview of just how bad Fox News was or Fox Business um, was with this debate. So they had uh, Dana Perino, they had Stuart Varney, and they had um, a chick from Univision. I'll just say, I don't remember what her name was. I can just tell you she sounded like a giant leftist in um, the, the premise of a lot of her questions. So, you know, for instance, they're asking, um, let, me, let, me, let me play clip six here. This is uh, the question about Ron DeSantis and the, the, the premise in which she phrased the question of this whole curriculum in Florida where all of these people claimed that Ron DeSantis was saying slavery was a good thing. I mean, it really buys into that premise just within the question, watch. You have said slaves develop skills in spite of slavery, not because of it. But many are still hurt. For the sentence of slaves, this is personal. What is your message to them? So first of all, that's a hoax that was perpetrated by Kamala Harris. Uh, we are not going to be doing that. Second of all, that was written by descendants of slaves. These are great black history scholars. So we need to stop playing these games. Here's the deal. Our country's education system is in decline because it's focused on indoctrination, denying parents' rights. Florida represents the revival of American education. We're ranked number one in the nation in education by US News and World Report. My wife and I, we have a six, five, and three-year-old. 
this is personal to us. We didn't just talk about universal school choice, we enacted universal school choice. We didn't just talk about parents' bill of rights, we enacted the parents' bill of rights. We eliminated critical race theory and we now have American civics and the Constitution in our schools in a real- So I think that that's, that, that kind of gives you the brief overview. Like, how he had the willpower, and maybe he should have gone there, how he had the willpower to not say, I would not expect a Fox News GOP primary debate to have a moderator ask me a question and try to put me on the defense of giving a curriculum that is true and was written by African-American history scholars. How dare you formulate a question that way? I, I, was, sh I was shocked when I heard this being asked of Ron DeSantis. Yeah, when I, when I saw she was gonna be on the panel, and I did not do a lot of research uh, on her, but when I saw she was gonna be on the panel, first question out of her mouth, I was like, okay, Fox is showing their hand. Yeah. The Murdochs are speaking. Yeah. The Murdochs are speaking that Fox is going to go neutral, they're gonna go center, leaning left aisle, they don't wanna offend some of the moderates, and Fox is going to balance the scales with a moderator that is absolutely not of our, of our way of thinking and our mindset, and that was apparent. And it, it just shows you the erosion of Fox. We saw it through Tucker and everything else, but Fox is no longer the Fox that we thought Fox was. Actually, I was in the, in the airport the other day, and Fox was playing, because some imports Fox are playing, and I could not tell the difference between Fox and CNN. Mm. The, the, the approach and the angle on story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw a few people last night saying, is this debate being moderated by MSNBC? It felt yeah, like it. Yeah. It yeah. felt like it. Yeah, uh, it did. And, and that was that's sort of the problem. I would have liked to see a lot of the Republican candidates push back on the framing of those questions yeah. a lot more than they did. Um, there were there were questions about I mean, this is supposedly a Republican debate hosted by a Republican mm -hmm. so-called Republican network. I remember questions about child mutilation mm -hmm. surgeries, if those should be legal, mm -hmm. Ukraine, um, gun confiscation, amnesty for illegals. Like, are yep. you kidding me? Is yep. this, is this, it could not be more disconnected from the base than it was. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, you're starting to see like that frustration boil over with yeah. Fox. People are sick of this. So Carl, I, I wanna get your thoughts here, but just as you brought up the, the amnesty question, I wanna play uh, clip number two here. This is, Chris Christie being asked on, you know, this is like a gotcha, like you changed your position on illegal immigration, so how do you really feel about it? Here's that exchange. Governor Christie, as governor of a non-border state in 2010, you supported a path to citizenship. But when you ran for president in 2016, you flipped, saying immigrants should be tracked like FedEx packages. Where do you stand now on a path to citizenship for 11 million of undocumented immigrants? Oh, the problem is that since All no right, one has stop. done anything. I don't even we... care about his answer. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, the, the, obviously the insinuation there is that we're supposed to feel sorry for all of these illegal immigrants. She wouldn't even use the, the, the phrase illegal, right? But these 11 million anymore, undocumented immigrants that you, horrible man, said should be tracked like FedEx packages. What is your position on the pathway to citizenship? Like, what world am I living in that this is a GOP debate question being asked? It's, it's all captured in the framing. And she has assumed that all of these people are legitimate in your country, when of course they're not. 11 million undocum undocumented, did she call them immigrants or migrants or something like that? It, undocumented yeah. immigrants, I believe, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, no, they're, they're illegal alien invaders and they should be removed. And if they want to come, they should come legally. 
that's just the end of the story. But you are exactly correct. It's the, the left-wing framing on everything that was given there is just normal mm -hmm. for the conservatives mm -hmm. in the mainstream now. That's mm -hmm. just normal. And tomorrow, whatever their new framing will be, that will be normal as well. And right. this is how the ratchet keeps turning. That's right. Yeah. And this is why the conservatives keep losing. These are these are people who should all be removed Martha's Vineyard style. In yeah. Fact. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think about the, the topic of, of illegal immigration, and it's something obviously that we talk about a lot on the show. And uh, again, I make this point like any Republican candidate who is serious about stopping illegal immigration has to say we have to have mass deportation. Yeah. That's not the only answer, but that's a big part. Like you have to be willing to say that. And the fact that this woman is setting them up to talk about a pathway to citizenship, which, by the way, is not just 11 million. The 11 million number has been used for years and years it's and years not and even years close. while they still not pour in through our southern like border. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So 11 million is BS. Um, but like to just to hear this again, the GOP, we can we can clown on Fox News, I'll use the, the nice framing instead of using the swear <laughs> jar. At this particular point, I reserve the right to change my mind later. But um, to, to, to clown on Fox News, we should. But like, let's not forget the GOP agreed to the debate being held in this format with these moderators. How bad does that speak to the GOP and how far off base they are with their own base? Yeah, this, uh, this really did... this. This, this debate really did showcase the vast disconnect between the base and their voters, the the, ba uh, the base and their leaders. Uh, the base is fired up. They uh, do not really. If you look at their top concerns, Ukraine funding is about at it's on the floor, mm -hmm. right? But mm -hmm. if you t if you were to go around Washington and talk to Republicans in Washington, Ukraine is probably top five. It's, it might even be top three. It might be the number one issue if you ask. Mitch McConnell types, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. But this just showcases how uh, much of a disconnect there is between the voters and their so-called leaders. Mm -hmm. I, I'd like to throw a notion to the table in that, in that vein. Are they disconnected or is it actually the GOP trying to move the base? And I would argue the latter. It is, it is by design. They picked that woman by design. The questions were framed by design. Mm -hmm. They are intentionally trying to move the American mindset in that, in that new liberal direction because truly, honestly, the leadership of the GOP, that's where they want to go. It is a uniparty in Washington, mm -hmm. D.C. They are not actually representing the people. And I'd say, yes, they're disconnected, but they're disconnected by choice because they actually do not believe what we believe. So we are grossly misrepresented by the GOP. And I've said, you know, for a long time, there's a cancer in the GOP. Mm -hmm. It's wolves in sheep's clothing and it's showing yeah. clearly. The, yeah. the only thing I would disagree with there is the, um, the, the presupposition that they're smart enough to have an organized plan. I'm not sure that they are, actually. I think, actually, the smart people belong in the Democrat Party and mm -hmm. they have been manipulating the ideological foundations of this country for such a long time that actually they've crafted these kind of mimetic weapons in such a way that it becomes natural and un just unconscious that these people act in the way that the left... I agree with you, but act. I'll tell you that there are actually Democrats in the Republican Party. Oh, there are, yeah. But, oh, yeah. but, that, but that's, So it's the yeah. same message. It's on message. That, it's just you can hide for so long. 
But that's, yeah. that's the point. I think a lot of these people who are rhinos don't realize that they are Democrats in the Republican Party. I think actually self-consciousness of this is actually missing. And I think these people are kind of being steered whether they realize it or not. I mean, one of the, one of the frustrating things about all, almost all of those questions is essentially that the, the correct right-wing response would have been to say, yes, I said that and I meant it. Right. Uh, we're being because tracked like FedEx packages. All the American citizens are being tracked like yeah. FedEx yeah. packages. But yeah. the, they got DNA on your kids. They're tracking you every day. Yes, track every single... I would love for them yeah. to track yeah. every kid like a FedEx package right. so they don't get yeah. sold into sexual slavery and we don't lose a quarter million kids, etc. Yes, more, track Moreover, them. you should know who the illegal immigrants are because mm -hmm. you should be trying to remove them from your country as soon as possible right. because they are an economic burden yes. for your country. Yes. But more than that, they're, they're illegitimate on the face of it, so it undermines the rule of law. But also, because they're illegal immigrants, you don't know who they are. You don't know what they've done. You don't know what drugs or guns or people that they're trafficking into your country. So it is a moral failure on the part of the government to allow that to continue. I mean, the DeSantis point as well, I just was... The, 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 the slaves develop skill in spite of slavery, right. not because of it. That's an empowering message yes. Yes. for the people who suffered for that. Mm -hmm. That's not a derogatory statement no. towards them, and that's not an endorsement of slavery. So right. DeSantis should have been like, yes, I mean, I don't, know, right. I don't know Double what the actual, down. I mean, he yeah. said it was a, f a false characterization, so right. maybe it was. I don't know what the characterization was. But if it was correct, I would say, yeah, and I meant it, because I think better of those people, mm -hmm. and look how well they can do. Right. You know, it's not... It's not demeaning. Yeah. I want to, uh, on this topic of ju just who are these GOP moderators, really? Um, I I've got, I've, we've got a couple different Dana Perino clips, but I, I actually want to play number seven, clip number seven here um, with Logan. You mentioned it. You alluded to it earlier. They're not just asking the candidates, specifically Vivek, about uh, whether or not he supports children being allowed to, like, sterilize themselves and chop off their uh, body parts. They're also, like, pushing back on him yes. when they ask the question and he doesn't answer it to their satisfaction. Just wild to watch from Dana Perino. Over 10.7 million students in over 18,000 public schools nationwide have the ability to change their identity without parental notification. Governor Christie told Stewart last week that he would pass a federal law to protect parental rights. Would you try to do the same? I have to be very clear about this. Transgenderism, especially in kids, is a mental health disorder. We have to acknowledge the truth of that for what it is. I met two young women early in this campaign. on parental rights in school. Parents have the right to know. And you know what the hypocrisy of this is? Even New Hampshire failed to actually get pass a piece of legislation here. The very people who say this? that this increases the, the risk of suicide are also the ones saying that parents don't have the right to know about that increased risk of suicide. And I'm sorry, it is not compassionate to affirm a kid's confusion. That is not compassion, that is cruelty. I met two young women, Chloe and Katie, early this in this campaign, who are in what? their 20s, now regret getting double mastectomies and a hysterectomy. One of them will never have children. And the fact that we allowed that to happen in this country is barbaric. So I will ban genital mutilation or chemical okay, castration okay, under the age of 18. And parents in, in, have absolutely the right. Would you try right. to pass a federal law that says parents, parents should have that? Right. We are going to require <laughs> states absolutely okay. have to then follow that through. What yes. world am I living in? Okay, so what I love about this, and I love this so much, is that Vivek Ramaswamy is answering the Republican question that he heard, right? Yeah. He heard, 
how are you going to stop kids right. from having yes. these surgeries? Yes. Right. Because the, then, then the question of do parents have a right to know whether these kids are going to have these surgeries, that's off the table because that's gone. Yes. You know, they're yeah. not having them, so you don't need that right because it doesn't exist. Right. Exactly. right. And Ramaswamy's trying to answer that question. Yep. And she's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> we accept that children are going to do this. Right. But do the parents need to know about this? It's like, yeah. are you mad? <laughs> are you from CNN? You know, what... what I'm not going to carry on. It really is infuriating. It's genuinely infuriating. I know. To your point earlier, you know, I think that was Vivek's strongest moment. It was. But but overall, and he had. But they didn't mean for that to happen. No. They didn't mean for that to happen. And he had bad moments. He had really bad moments. But overall, I want to second and echo what you're saying is we are not seeing fight, grit from Mm -hmm. our candidates, right, where they double down on a belief system and, on, and say, I'm going to throw down with everything I got. And that's what the American people's looking for. They're looking for champions that'll go to the front lines and say, charge this. Or they're looking for the, for, the, for the king to get on his horse and get in front. And that's yes, what Ramaswamy was trying to do there yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah and a boldly, boldly speaking truth is the only thing that is going to actually move you forward in a race like this, in a competition like this. Look, it shouldn't be a surprise that Fox has just gone completely by the wayside. They got rid of Glenn for talking about God too much. They got rid of Tucker Carlson for... Truth. Who knows, yeah. but yeah. he was speaking Lots a of lot tr- of truth. There was so much truth, truth. we don't know which yeah. one it was. Exactly, <laughs> and and they they we, we had a story uh, probably a couple months ago that they were their corporate division was potentially matching employee donations to the Satanic Temple. Yeah. So this should, uh, it's good that people are starting to wake up to what Fox News is. But the the more important thing here is that patriotic Americans deserve a real right-wing party. Mm -hmm. They deserve something that's not not progress going the speed limit, not the establishment, not the the status quo, Mm -hmm. not something that's captured by all these institutions. They need someone who is going to champion them and boldly double down on their interests. Yeah, I agree. 100%. And by the way, go ahead, last word. There's kind of a problem because you'll notice that the left has got really great messaging that builds coalitions. They've they've got really great messaging and they can bring a lot of people under a banner. But the right doesn't have this same kind of messaging. Like the right needs. Just like freedom. But that's not enough. (laughs) And and what's worse is the left can go even further than the right on the concept of freedom. They'll say, hey, freedom, freedom from what? Your own body, because you were trapped in the wrong body. And look at that evil Republican who's stopping you from becoming the person you really should be. And so the, the right needs to have a real conscious understanding of yourself. No, what we do on the right is build a just order. That's what we do. We are here to make sure that the country is safe, that children are healthy, and people have got a prosperous future ahead of them. You know, the right isn't saying this properly. They're just kind of always on the defense of, well, we're not racist, we're not racist, we're not sexist, oh, we're a bit transphobic. But, you know, we think that might be justified. Oh, sorry, no, we're we're not transphobic at all now. Sorry, you know. And uh, sorry, Fox News host. You know, and and so the right needs really aggressive messaging. Say, look, the country's falling apart. We need a positive vision. Yeah, I am. Okay, I I love this conversation. I want to, we got to take a quick break and then we'll be back with more. Um, But we want to thank our sponsor, Eden Pure, this segment. So Eden Pure was a godsend in my house, uh, just recently when my dog kept getting skunked in the backyard and I like I cried because I thought that my whole home was just going to smell like skunk forever but it didn't we had the thunderstorms running on like full blast for a couple days and it got rid of the smell it gets rid of a bunch of strong odors like cooking cigarette smoke skunk smell 
I know personally, litter boxes, trash cans, mildew smell, uh, they can get rid of all of it. It starts working in seconds to clear a room of any odor. And it uses this O3 technology, so there's no, you don't have to like replace filters or anything. There's no filters to replace. And they've sold over a ton of them. I know um, a lot of them have been from you guys who have told me you are loving your thunderstorm air purifiers as well. During this week, we've got a really great deal for you on your own thunderstorm. You can save $200 on three thunderstorms for whole home protection. That's three units for under $200 if you go to EdenPureDeals.com. Enter discount code Sarah. Hey, it's great if you have any prepubescent children who don't like to wear deodorant. Another personal anecdote is EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code Sarah. So getting back into this debate last night, um, a lot of obviously the candidates were they took their hits at Trump. Uh, he wasn't there. They mentioned that they thought that he should be on the debate stage. And, you know, we've said on this on this program before, um, Carl, I know it's your first time. So we've said on this program before, I personally selfishly wanted him on the debate stage yeah. throwing jabs because yeah. that's great content to watch. I also understand that if I were advising Donald Trump, I would have said, don't go. Like, just let them have the JV tryouts. You're you're up so far in the polls. Why would you go? So I understand his position. Um, but I want to play uh, Chris Christie with what I think. I think he just ended Donald Trump's campaign right on the spot last <laughs> night. Here's what he had to say. And I want to look in that camera right now and tell you, Donald, I know you're watching. You can't help yourself. I know you're watching. Okay? And you're not here tonight, not because of polls and not because of your indictments. You're not here tonight because you're afraid of being on the stage and defending your record. You're ducking these things. And let me tell you what's going to happen. You keep doing that, no one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. Oh, no. Oh, my God. How does Trump survive that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how. Oh my gosh, that was whoo! How how many? Okay, serious question. How many times do you think he practiced that in the mirror? A lot. Yeah, a lot. At least fifty, I think. And his staff cheered him on. Oh, did, did you see how proud of himself he was at the end? He couldn't look at him. He couldn't hold it in. Look at that face. He's like, I got him. I nailed it. Well, he's probably been wanting to say that for years, <laughs> right? It's been, it's his moment, you know. So let's let him have his moment or not. Oh my know? gosh, so I, I can't. So bad. Look. <laughs> How many people heard that and went, yeah, that's really good. You should say that on the debate. I'm yet to meet one. <laughs> uh, or see one on Twitter. Like, he should fire whoever told him it was a good idea to say that. I don't think he can. I bet he came up with it himself. <laughs> what, I, what I would have liked... Well, he should I, drop out. <laughs> yeah, what I would have liked for him to do is look at the camera and go... <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's actually really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Christie. This did not work. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Logan, your thoughts? Yeah, I I mean, obviously, that was just mostly a clown show last yeah. night. Uh, it was a circus. I think it was deeply insulting to Republican voters, actually. Um, and look, I get, I understand that, like, yeah, it would be great to have Trump up there humiliating and mogging all of these people on stage. But... If, by not going, he exposes how stupid all of it is, how much of it is theater, and uh, he makes himself the number one point of conversation. They have to ch challenge him. He doesn't right. have to be there to challenge them. Right. He doesn't need all their voters. Yeah. Um, and, and he 
it's like you said, he made it like a JV contest. It's like basically it's a, a potential Trump cabinet tryouts, right. and that's what it looks like. Right. Do you think, Carl, that they should be uh, more strict on the uh, qualifications for getting in there? Because, look, I don't have anything personal against Doug Bertram. I'm kidding. I know his last name. Um, but, like, he's not going to be president. It's Bergum. Right, okay. Um, Bergmentum. Yeah, Bergmentum. Man, they really had it going last <laughs> night. Everyone was talking about Bergmentum. Bergamentum. And, um, like, I just feel like, come on. Doug Bergum is not going to be president. He's not going to be vice president. Uh, Mike Pence. He's not going to be president. Like, should we be making the qualifications a little bit more stringent so we don't have seven people on stage and we don't really get to hear much from any of them? That's a really good question, actually, because on one hand, you'll have people arguing, well, if you make the qualifications more stringent, then you necessarily narrow the field right. and prevent, say, a Donald Trump from yeah. being able to get up there and demolish them like he did in 2015, 2016. Right. Because that was just uh, A, necessary, but B, great television. Yeah. <laughs> it's just brilliant to watch. And so if we were, then we would be preventing a future Donald Trump from being able to come up and do it. But like you rightly point out, the format is terrible. Mm -hmm. It's a, the worst format, yes. the worst of all worlds. Because mm -hmm. like there was a, a jab from Nikki Haley at Vivek Ramaswamy that was, uh, oh, I feel stupider for hearing you talk, something like that. And, and it's just... Look, Nikki, everyone can tell that Vivek's a smart guy. Right. right? No matter right. what you think of him, whether you think he's authentic or not, you know, he may well just be pandering to the base because, and I, I'm very suspicious of just how well he sounds, he's got all the populist talking points all perfectly rehearsed. And Nothing so, to back it up, though. Well, that's the point, isn't it? Mm. it that's why it feels so inauthentic. He's yeah. a brilliant yes. talker. Yes. He's a very smart chap. But he is smart. Yeah. And, that's, and so every, everything like that, all these barbs don't land. And so, but what they do do is put the general Republican Party into disrepute. Yes. These look mm -hmm. bad. Mm -hmm. And it looks bad from the Democrats when they do it. Because, I mean, uh, who was it? didn't um, Kamala Harris call Joe Biden? Like, say something terrible. She, and, and this was a clip they could bring up mm -hmm. over and over again. And you don't really want those clips being around. I, I personally just think the format should be, in fact, some sort of... Um, uh, some some sort of like 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 it was a sporting event. So you had two people debate, and the next go through to the next round until eventually you get the two people at the end who and have a voting uh, a public voting thing. Have you seen that. our town hall format? Yeah, you should have. I was going to yeah. say we yeah. should have. Yeah. We should have had the, the place hosting. Absolutely, the town hall format is the right format where it is. Throw your shots, throw my shots. You know, and it's almost in a ring format, and you have public sit there, and there's interaction, mm. a, a, a true debate, a mm -hmm. duel. Not this, but you can do multiple. But rounds. to this point, yes. remember, a human being that's not absolutely confident and convicted in their own story has to talk about someone else. Mm -hmm. I want to see a candidate that just goes, "This is what I'm going to do." I don't need to talk about Donald Trump. I don't need to talk about Christie or DeSantis for that matter. Here's where I'm going. I'm confident, but they're not. None of them show me true confidence in that they know they look at each other before they answer questions. They take the pulse. They check. It's like, how do I navigate over the eggs but win the race, right? Mm -hmm. I need somebody to go smash all the eggs. Yeah. I'll tell you smash someone, all of it. I'll tell you someone who did exude confidence last night. He wasn't on stage, but it was Governor Gavin Newsom from California. Yeah. Yeah. He was there in the spin room with Sean Hannity. He was making a mockery of a lot of the debate. He said this was junior varsity league. Mm -hmm. He said they're auditioning, like Trump's running away with it. This mm -hmm. is a joke. 
Um, and he was simultaneously making the case for himself and positioning himself mm -hmm. to be ascendant to yeah. the throne. I told you guys, he's and coming. so I think I like it. I again, I admire the shamelessness of Newsom. Yeah. Um, and he's a well put together guy. Uh, he's a very good politician. No matter how he evil is. everything he's done in California, it he's a very smart and well put together po politician. So I think he's almost inevitable. And I think you kind of saw that dark alliance mm -hmm. between. MAGA and Newsom last night. I agree. I, I, I think that, I mean, he's the white Obama, yep. right? Like, he's a, he's a great orator. He can speak well. Women find him attractive. Uh, he's very disarming, as you could see from his buddy-buddy chum relationship that he had with Sean Hannity yep. last night. Uh, they were laughing it up, you know? Um, and I, it, was, it was very, like, for people who actually pay attention to policy and disturbing. actually pay, yeah, pay attention to how tyrannical he has been, it was very disturbing to watch. Um, I want to play one more clip here before we have to take a break just just to kind of put a bow on the how, what a clown show uh last night was i want to play cut 12 which was um their final question was like we're on survivor island and you guys have to to vote i mean they literally had pieces of paper or whatever they were supposed to write down who they wanted to vote off the island it was really embarrassing watch candidates it's now obvious that if you all stay in the race, former President Donald Trump wins the nomination. None of you have indicated that you're dropping out. So, which one of you on stage tonight should be voted off the island? Please use your marker to write your choice on the notepad in front of you. 15 seconds, starting now. Of the people on the stage, who should be... I'm absolutely serious. Are you serious? respect. I mean, we're here. Like, we're happy to debate It was. It was great. I'm not doing it. Nobody wants to participate. Let's do some questions. Like, what so, are we doing, man? I guess I, I, guess I maybe I, I haven't uh, said anything to be called a DeSantis shill this episode. I'm not sure. Um, so I guess I will agree with Logan, who is very much not a DeSantis shill, but was able to objectively say that was probably DeSantis's best moment because, I mean, what a clown show that was. How disrespectful. Uh, what a disrespectful question to be asked of them. And um, that was a great, strong moment from, from DeSantis, sadly. But, but remember, Sarah, it's not, it, yes, it's disrespectful to them, but it's disrespectful to the country, mm -hmm. to the base. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a slap at them, but it's really a slap at you watching, yes. the viewer, the conservative. It's like, you don't matter. We will shape shift if we need to. We will move this thing where we want to. You know, and, and this is why I want to say, follow the money. At the head of Fox News is the Murdoch dynasty, yeah. who is as left as Soros, who is in bed with Soros, probably physically, potentially. <laughs> <laughs> And, and who knows what? I mean, and so, but here we sit and we go, well, this is the teat we want to suck from as conservatives. Cut Fox off. Mm -hmm. Abandon them, exile them into the desert. Stop listening to these people. They are not with you. They're not with us. I mean, so, yeah, it's a massive slap in the face of the American people. Yeah. Um, you guys mentioned the uh, Blaze Media Summit that we did um, earlier this primary season. I'm, there might be more. I don't know. We'll see. We've got to take a break. We'll be right back. I might be in trouble for saying that. I don't know. Let's hope so. <laughs> All 
All right, so I guess we'll start talking about other news of the day, like the impeachment inquiry hearing. This was the the first impeachment inquiry hearing today held by House Republicans. And uh, Oversight Committee ranking member Jamie Raskin um, began his remarks with a parliamentary inquiry about the committee's authority to, to conduct an impeachment. How dare you? I mean, we did it to your guy like every day, but how dare you do this to our guy when there actually is evidence here? Um, and I want to play, let's see, 2019, speaking of that, Congress was, of course, impeaching Donald Trump, and Raskin had, I don't know, a little bit different thought on that. Here's him in 2019. But I was just going to say, there, um, there's no formal constitutional or statutory or even House rule for how an impeachment inquiry is to begin. And uh, so it means different things to different people. For a lot of people believe we've been in an impeachment inquiry ever since we started looking into potential high crimes and misdemeanors and the misconduct of the executive branch. Other people think an impeachment inquiry doesn't begin until you actually have articles of impeachment. I would say we are in an impeachment investigation. And as to the results of the investigation, it could lead to articles of impeachment or it could lead to something else. Okay. But for, from my personal standpoint, yes. I think we are in an impeachment investigation. Okay. So before uh, it was like, I, I, who knows what the rules really mean? I mean, what is impeachment inquiry to you? It could be something different to you than it is to me. I don't know. And now he's like, but, oh, but we should probably make sure that we're following the rules, guys. Um, if, just like if it were me and I knew that my guy hadn't done anything wrong, I probably wouldn't, like, I mean, I'd be like, I think this is a waste of time, but I wouldn't be like, um, excuse me, I don't, I don't think we should go over any more of these documents that you guys have right here. Definitely don't look at the Marco Polo report. Um, I, I, we shouldn't, don't utter another word from this subpoena. We sh definitely shouldn't go over this. Sounds to me like they're a little bit scared of what's going to be uncovered, just saying. It's fun when everything's fluid in life, when it's flowing yeah, away from it? you. But when it starts flowing towards you, mm -hmm. they start building barriers and walls, right? It's mm -hmm. so hypocritical. It is. It is. Your thoughts? <laughs> I've got some stuff to say. We've rendered Carl no, no, speechless. No, I'm not speechless. It's about how to frame this that doesn't get you taken down from the internet. Mm. Um, I mean, we already are. Are we already are demonetized? Oh, me too. Yeah. Uh, that, that means you're on the we right have, side of things. Yeah, we have um, that in common. The, <laughs> so the, the problem is the defense that the Democrats have had for Joe Biden has merely been to say uh, this is a conspiracy theory and there's nothing to it. There's no evidence. There. And they know that you know that they're lying and yet they're still looking you in the eyes and they're still lying to you. So at what point right. does the facade fall away? And it becomes revealed that actually you aren't really countrymen, you're enemy factions that are fighting. Because the processes that underpin any kind of legal activity or constitutional activity in a country require goodwill on the sides of both parties to play by the rules and to actually consider the rules to be more important than your own personal gain. And that's obviously not working in this mm -hmm. country. And so at some point there will come a time where I mean, if, if it's not now, I can't imagine what more it could be. Joe Biden is so obviously guilty of what he is being accused of. The evidence is so overwhelming mm -hmm. that if it was Donald... I mean, if they had anything like this on Trump, Trump would be in jail. Yeah. He would actually be a locked-up uh, ex-president at this point. And so the, the question is, how long are Americans prepared to go along with the charade? Yes. Mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're, you've got two armed camps, essentially, with knives at each other's throats. 
And at no point can the Democrats ever turn around and say, well, actually, we're countrymen, so maybe we should cooperate. And the Republicans, I think the Democrats did start this. I think the Republicans are becoming this way because they have to be this way. Yeah. Because I think that's actually a real like ideological barrier that a lot of the rhinos kind of have. They're like, well, we're meant to be on the same team working together. Mm-hmm. So, okay, but they've been stabbing you in the kidneys for yes. the last five years. Yes. You know, how much more can you get stabbed? Yeah. So, unfortunately, you've kind of got to take this really seriously. Yeah, and I, uh, it's like the, the Republicans are always playing by the Marquis of Queensbury's rules. Yes. Yes. Rules, right? yes. So uh, I saw, I saw uh, GOP chairwoman Ronna McDaniel like this week. Blech. She was saying, Sorry. Joe Biden. <laughs> no, I feel the same. That gag uh, but she's like, Joe, she was criticizing Joe Biden, and her line of attack was that uh, we, Joe Biden promised to be this great unifier, and now we're more divided than ever. It's like, why do you want to unite with these people yep. who have such open contempt and yep. hatred for you and what you're trying to represent? I just don't get it. But see, uh, I don't think the Democrats are worried at all about what's going to happen to Joe Biden. They have complete and total control over this whole system. All, I have to keep up with like clipping stuff like that mm-hmm. every day from because it's my job to mm-hmm. do social media, etc. But there's a trope that like concern all increasingly all of GOP politics just looks like like the left is hypocrites do you see how hypocritical they are and then they don't do anything else or they write a strongly worded letter and that's not how you're going to ever achieve victory there's a there's a good little meme that says here lies conservatism and then on the gravestone it says imagine if this situation was reversed Mm. and people are getting sick and tired of it again the charade is kind of falling apart uh it's pretty much over people get the game now and they're ready for someone to actually fight back because the the problem with conservatism as it has been for the last 50 or year, fifty or so years, is it's kind of just principled defeat. Yes. Mm-hmm. That seems to be mm-hmm. the, the only pride that mm-hmm. the, yes. re, the politicians themselves can take in themselves. But don't but, worry, we're going to outmoral them. Exactly. <laughs> so. right? I mean, exactly. And you're, like, you're calling them literally hypocrites to their face, and they're just like, yeah, we are. Now what? We control this. Oh, we've so taken we're that not from even, you. Oh, too bad. Yeah. Right. You know? right. Oh, yeah, right. we are hypocrites, isn't it? Yeah, now right. get, You've got us now. You know? oh, we're not no. even outmoraling them, to be honest. I mean, no. We're, I mean, so, no. So we're not doing anything. Right. Not we here at the blaze, but so this is what I say. You have to now the power to the people. People have to take the power back. And look, you elected these folks. Mm -hmm. You keep you keep a Lindsey Graham there. Mm -hmm. You you keep a Mitch McConnell there. So who's to blame ultimately? Yeah. I mean, come on now. Dallas, Texas, you got a Clay Jenkins there. You Mm -hmm. are doing it because so many on the right have learned to profit from the actions of the left. It benefits them. It's a necessary evil mm-hmm. for some. And those are the individuals in society that you got to root out. You know what a football coach of mine did once? Professional football. Closed the locker room doors and he said, boys, I want to find out who in this team shouldn't belong here. I'll come back in an hour and a half. And there were actual physical blows in the locker room. We quickly sorted it out. We said, these three guys don't belong on our team. And they were traded. Mm-hmm. Bye. You're a cancer to the system. Let the public start sorting out. Who's good and who's not? And you're going to, we may lose half, half of our politicians in, in Washington that we think a GOP should go. Yeah. Um, all right. We, I want to continue this conversation when we come back. I really love the idea of locking up a bunch of Republicans. <laughs> in. So we've only got a couple more minutes here. I, I, I want to play just to just show just kind of embody what uh, all of this impeachment inquiry encompasses. I want to play Representative Jasmine Crockett, who apparently is from the Dallas area and is extremely embarrassing. I want to play a little snippet from her part of the impeachment inquiry hearing watch. But when we start talking about things that look like evidence, 
They want to act like they blind. They don't know what this is. These are our national secrets. Looks like in the shit of me. Of course, referring to Trump's class. This looks documents. like more evidence of our national secrets, say on a stage at Mar-a-Lago. When we're talking about somebody that's committed high crimes, it's at least indictments. Let's say 32 counts related to unauthorized retention of national security oh secrets. I mean, Seven counts related it. to obstructing oh the investigation. Yes. Three false statements. One count of it's conspiracy to defraud the United States. Falsifying business records conspiracy to defraud the United States. Two counts related to efforts to obstruct the vote certification proceedings. One count of conspiracy I mean, this, to violate civil rights. 23 counts related to forgery yeah. or false Springer document show. statements. Yeah, Eight counts related to soliciting and I could go on because he's got 91 counts pending right now but I will tell you what the president has been guilty of he has unfortunately been guilty of loving his child unconditionally and that is the only evidence that they have brought forward and honestly I hope and pray that my parents love me half as much as he loves his child until they find some evidence we need to get back to the people's work which means keeping this government open so that people don't go hungry in the streets of the United States and I Will yield. Does she mean Ashley Biden? <laughs> Pro, Does I mean, like, I'm just saying, that's I, pro, a bit weird. They'd be blind up in here. <laughs> that this is how little they respect. Come on now. This is how little they Play respect. Some I could Steve. get my head on a swivel too. Except if I was in Congress, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it because it's not professional. This is kind of a word. <laughs> Show us the nails, Sarah. Show us the nails. Those nails, exactly. Because I'm not a hood rat. It's such a tell. Oh my gosh. This is kind of a like, what if you get a bad king moment? You know, Uh, like, is this really the best that we can do? Like, uh, if this is like elected, if this is what our your point, he's elected. Point. If this is what our sacred democracy has devolved into, I think it's like, okay, let's. We should probably try something. Can I can I make two points here? Right. One, uh, I've only been in Dallas for a day and a half, but nobody has acted like this. (laughs) Good. I'm so glad. Everyone in Dallas has really been a great representation of your city, and I don't recognize that woman at all. Good. Um, but the second, the, the single, I love the, the thing, our sacred democracy. I really, um, as, as an Englishman, find that a very strange thing for Americans to say. Mm. Because, of course, the very premise of America is that actually the state is not sacred. It was formed by the coming together of people to decide to institute a government for the themselves. Republic. And therefore, there's nothing sacred about it at all. And the, so hearing like AOC being like, you know, our precious sacred democracy, it, it's taken on a genuinely divine aspect that, really concerns me because this this is what I've always wondered about the concept of it being a country that's predicated on a proposition is okay what happens if you disagree with that proposition mm-hmm. because it seems that all of the Democrats are saying, oh, this is our divine, sacred democracy. Well, they disagree with the fundamental proposition of the United States, which is that actually it's a made for the people by the people, right? Yeah. It wasn't instituted by heaven, which is what AOC is saying. So what, are we saying that these people are not Americans? Because if to be an American is to agree with this proposition, then surely they can't be. Right. I'm really concerned about it. Again, this, yeah. this f- speaks to the genuine sort of rivening a part of America mm-hmm. that is happening right now. Like two different entirely, entire worldviews and metaphysics are coming into conflict. And I mean, it doesn't look like it's a good future ahead. I would agree with that statement. It does not, in fact, look like a good future ahead. Um, we got to take another quick break. We'll be right back. You go off on that. I was going to say that. Uh, 
right, yesterday, the Senate unanimously voted to bring back the formal dress code in Congress. So there will be no more Fetterman rule. Uh, and I guess I'm sure he'll still do it, but nobody else will be dressing like slobs, which I, for one, am excited about. I mean, I wouldn't say excited. That's the wrong word choice. That's the wrong word choice to use. I'm not excited about anything that has to do with the Senate, but. At my school, when the girls' dresses were too short because we wear uniform, they would staple black trash bags around their dresses. So they should staple some, some, some black bags around. It wouldn't be too far from what he already looks like, though. <laughs> he already Cover looks you up, like buddy. wearing a trash bag. Carl, what are your quick thoughts? Um, I think the reinforcement of standards is always a good thing mm -hmm. because really I think the degradation of our civilizations mm -hmm. has been a consequence of the erosion of standards. Oh, we need to have everyone being equal. Well, that means everyone at the very bottom rung of the ladder. Right. Uh, and so I think this actually a surprisingly positive turn of events, even if it's a really minor win. Uh, mm -hmm. Really minor. Yeah. But j just a quick aside. I think um, I think Republicans need to actually be more wary of someone like John Fetterman. Obviously, he himself is not a great thinker or anything like that. But I think it actually speaks to a kind of blind spot that a lot of Republicans don't realize that Fetterman's not unlikable. Mm, right? He's yeah. not an unlikable guy. Yeah. You know, he, he might be slightly impaired, but the likability is what 90% of politics is about. Mm -hmm. He's pretty unlikable. Though. Yeah. He, well, sure, I mean. The average person. Yeah. He's not a bad guy. Yeah, that's true. Thank you guys for being here. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.